Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegler here with Don Callahan talking UNC football recruiting. Don, man, uh, we're recording on a Sunday this time. So how's your weekend going so far? It's going it's going well. Um, you know, we went to, I don't even know what do you, what do you want to call it, but uh, it was this thing at Dorothy Dix Park. Those who are, are, are located in the Triangle area know what that is. It's, it's a big park. Um, and it had like, I guess you can call it kind of a light show sort of thing, but it was more kind of like a tr- Christmas tree basically. And like techno music was going and, and the lights were kind of flickering based off of the, the beat of the music and not really, I guess my thing, but you know, it was kind of a nice thing to do with my family. What about you, John? What, uh, what has been up with your weekend? Not much, man. Um, I, I forgot to actually do this at the very intro, but since we are recording on Mother's Day, wanted to send a happy Mother's Day to all the moms and uh, everyone just in general, you know, who might be listening to this today. So, you know, shout out to them. But you know, my brother and I, we we went home to my parents' place actually yesterday, and we kind of knocked out the Mother's Day stuff then. And you know, today is just kind of a general house cleaning. So fun times. Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Always. So, you want to you want to get into? Um, we we actually I guess have some somewhat news. We we actually have a a rankings idea. Do you want to get into that first? Yeah, let's go ahead and, and lead off with that. So uh, you know we got really good feedback from uh, several months ago when we were kind of doing a recruiting ranking just about every week w- with a podcast. And uh, once the season kind of ended. Uh, unfortunately, the the ideas that well ran a little dry. But uh, Don, man, you put on the thinking cap and uh, came up with something. Yeah, I had the thinking cap on for several months and finally <laughs> came up with something. Um, so yeah, so I think what'd be a good idea is to rank the recruits based off of who is the most likely to commit next. And I I kind of sort of stole this idea from the message board. For those who are familiar with Inside Carolina's message board, the Tar Pit Premium message board, you know that every once in a while, particularly after someone commits, someone is bound to make a post or start a, a thread that asks who's going to be North Carolina's next commitment. So it's it's kind of stealing that idea there. So so yeah, so basically, you know, just pick five recruits, rank them in order based on the likelihood that, that you feel that they're going to commit to North Carolina, you know, I guess soonest. And then send that information to me on Twitter at Don Callahan IC, or you can message me on on the Tar Pit Premium Message Board. I think my I think my handle on IC is like Don. I think it might be just Don Callahan. You can message John. John, what's your what's your handle? So on Inside Carolina, it's just John Siegley, J O N S E I G L I E. Yeah, send us those those uh, rankings there. And are we going to be limiting limiting this to the names that are on the current recruit list that's on the the message board, Don? No, I mean if you want to to go off script, that's fine. I think you know probably better just to kind of go with guys who who have legitimate offers. Uh, the one other thing I want to throw in there is that just for I don't know. It makes it a little bit interesting, and when when we read out the the actual rankings from the listeners, it gives a little bit of color to those uh, rankings. Is just give us your first name and your location, and if you're worried about someone somehow figuring out who you are, and you don't want that, because we actually had one person who did not want to give me their first name, um, make up a name, use your middle name, <laughs> use your nickname, use your dad's name, use something. Just I, I mean, because we don't 
we don't care. We just want to kind of give it some sort of, uh, I don't know, make each list a little bit unique in some way, shape, or, or fashion. So Yeah, agreed. We actually have a special guest coming on today for the second time. This is actually, other than Buck, who, I don't know if we, do we call Buck a guest? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just like, sure, he's why kinda, not? <laughs> he's kind of like the uncle that crashes on your couch like every so often, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> I hope Buck's not listening to this. Ah, uh, no, he, he he doesn't actually listen to the podcast, Don. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Buck. I, um, I have but, a feeling I'm going to hear about this. I know, right? Well, no, that was the reason why uh, I, I kind of asked, you know, if uh, the people that send in their lists can go off script because, you know, Buck was uh, very keen to kind of give you a little bit of crap, buddy, over the Mott Class 1.0. So, you know. <laughs> Well, that's fine. That's fine. If you want to go um, in a different direction, uh, that, that I don't have any issues with that. I mean, it gives a little bit of uh, variety with that. Exactly. Variety is the spice of life. But as to the comment that you said about the special guest, we have Brian Doan coming on from 247 Sports. He's the... What is his actual title for the area recruiting, Don? I don't, I don't know what his actual title is. I know he's kind of... Um, I don't know. He basically, he, he's the guru when it comes to any recruits that are in the northeast area of the United States. That's, gotcha. that's the best way. That's not his official title. That's just basically who he is and what he is. Okay, gotcha. Well, I mean, we've had Brian on before, and I mean, he has a ton of information, especially in this area. And we wanted to get him on because he saw a lot of UNC's most recent commit, Giovanni Biggers. He is right there in Brian's kind of sweet spot area so we'll be talking in depth with brian um, about that commitment i guess just to kind of set the the scene though don uh give us just a quick you know 90 second rundown on giovanni for the listeners well giovanni biggers is a safety free safety um, if you want to get real specific from out of uh, baltimore he plays at boys latin school which is a very high academic school um, you know, he, he basically came down to North Carolina and Rutgers, but he had a bunch of other offers. He just wanted to wanted some place that was going to be somewhat a decent drive for his, his family. Um, and after making a couple visits to North Carolina, he, he basically was sold. I mean, he was basically sold North Carolina after his first visit. He actually was offered by UNC on March 29th. And then on April 5th, he scheduled, He took his first visit to North Carolina, came out of there, and even though he wasn't ready to kind of say it publicly, North Carolina became the leader. He returned for the cookout later on that month, and, and really at that point he finally was comfortable saying North Carolina was a team to beat and said he was getting close to making a decision. And then um, he, he wanted to take one more visit to Rutgers, and that's what he did. And then one day he just kind of woke up and said, okay, this is what I want to do, and he committed to North Carolina. Nice. Well, it's always good that a kid makes up his mind and then goes ahead and gets it knocked out. In terms of the staff, though, and, and we touched on this a little bit with our podcast with, with Buck last week, was this a name, Don, that you know you were kind of surprised to see pop up and at the speed that the recruitment went at? No, just because of all the turnover that's happened with the staff. So you expect that new names are going to pop up that you haven't heard previously. In addition to that, we're kind of in the stage of the recruiting calendar with you, you have the spring evaluation period. You also have 
coaches doing a lot more evaluation on film of guys. So this is where a lot of new offers be handing out and a lot of new names are being put on the recruiting board. So he was a guy that, that the new staff, um, because he's a defensive back and they were making a lot of that decision really liked. And I mean, I think maybe in hindsight, or maybe if you would have asked me, you know, back in April, if I thought that he was going to make a decision this soon, I might have been a little surprised. But as things things constantly progressed, it, it made only sense that, that this kid was going to jump in the boat as soon as, as possible. All right. Then um, before Brian calls in here in just a minute, real quick, what other recruiting events are kind of happening maybe coming up in the next month or so? Well, really for the rest of May, it, it's kind of um, as far as actual events, it, it's kind of like, I don't want to call it dead period because it's not technically a dead period. There's just not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of visits going on. Not, not No more junior days or anything like that. There is still a couple of camps here and there. I'm actually going to be going to the Under Armour camp in Baltimore uh, this coming weekend. Um, but really, a lot of things are kind of dying down. And then things will get amped up in June with the camps. North Carolina will have a full allotment of uh, summer camps in, in June. And I expect a lot of things to kind of develop during those, uh, those couple of weeks, or actually it's, it's probably about two and a half weeks uh, worth of camps because you're getting guys back on campus. New offers are going to go out. Um, a lot of guys are, are going to start to kind of think about, okay, I, I need to make a decision before my, uh, my senior season starts. Um, also, you're going to see some new juniors kind of emerge as, uh, as targets during the summer camp. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, we're kind of entering the quiet before the storm period for the recruiting process. Oh, and that actually reminds me of one other thing, Don, uh, that I wanted to, to uh, talk with you about. I saw you post on Twitter that Carolina's long snapper commit, Drew Little, picked up another award from a camp that he was at, I guess, last weekend. W- what was up with that? Well, you know, it basically just kind of showing just the dominance that he has had on the camp circuit. And he's been doing this for the past couple of years. We obviously haven't been reporting on it because up until recently, he was an NC State commit. Um, so... You know, you're not going to see a whole lot of um, <laughs> NC State propaganda coming from my Twitter feed. Um, no <laughs> offense to the Wolfpack. But um, so, yeah, so um, he went to another camp and won MVP. And I think if you just kind of look back, I mean, this is what he's been doing. And I expect him to continue to do for the next few months, You know, the, the more camps he goes to. And I think you look at this stuff and you look at just the type of player. A lot of people really have brushed this off as a two-star long snapper you know, no big deal. But I think this is a guy that's going to be reliable for North Carolina. And, and really, at the long snapper position, that's all you can ask for. Anything else, and you're going to notice that you have a long snapper who is, is making mistakes, and, and that could cost a game. And it has cost teams games, including North Carolina a few years back, with uh, you know snaps going over punters' heads or, or, or not getting where it needs to be for the holder on, on field goals. But when you have a guy like Drew and – just the consistency he has shown in these camps, North Carolina is going to be set at the position for the next four or five seasons. Did he win camp MVP or just MVP of like the specialist snappers? Well, they only had um, the way that the the whole, I guess, uh, long, uh, the specialist sort of uh, camps are set up is they only have specialists there. Just uh-huh. like if you go to a Nike camp, you're not going to have kickers there. You're not going to have punters. You're not going to have long snappers. They almost kind of, when it comes to camps, they treat them separately. Like they're almost like completely separate sports 
as weird mm-hmm. as that sounds. And that's just, and that's just really how things have kind of developed. Um, it's just, um, it's a way different community when it comes to specialists. I, I would assume too that one of the reasons for breaking them up like that is that it really does take almost a different criteria to rank those specialist guys. Yeah, and, and I think it's you know you just look at the name. I mean, they're they're called specialist because it, with regards to football, what they do is is very specialized, and they come on the field a couple times a game. Uh, but what they're doing in in those couple of times is is very specific and and. Really, if you look at it, I mean, think about when you have an injury at kicker or punter or or even, you know, holder or long snapper. Everybody's like, OK, who's the emergency, the emergency punter for this situation? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you have a bunch of receivers, it seems like you have an endless amount of receivers. You never get into a position where you're, you're looking at who's the emergency receiver. So it's it is it's such a specialized position or positions, you know, punter, kicker. And and long snapper, it's just so different than the other positions because it's just it's so it's I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's very difficult for someone to come from one of those other positions and just fill in at one of those specialist positions, whereas it's easy to kind of intermix all the other football positions. Gotcha. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and take our commercial break real quick. When we get back, we will be joined by 247's Brian Doan. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back right after these messages. And welcome back to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegler here with Don Callahan. And as we mentioned before we went to commercial break, we are now joined by Brian Doan from 247. Brian, man, how's it going today? It's going well. You know, busy as always, but hope you guys are doing well. Oh, yeah, doing well. Um, You know, Don's always talking about, you know, how how much he he admires your work, man. And uh, we talked about you a little bit on the podcast last week. Exactly. Listen, Don needs to stop lying, first of all. (laughs) We wanted to have you on, though, uh, Brian, for a lot of reasons, but kind of the main one was UNC just landed Giovanni Biggers, the safety out of Baltimore, and, you know, we we kind of figured that was right in your wheelhouse area there for what you cover. So what can you just tell us about Biggers in a little bit of a rundown on what type of player he is? Yeah, Biggers is about two hours from where I live, maybe 2.15, so I, I've seen enough of him. Uh, he, to me, you know, I, I think I wrote this when I did some stuff for Inside Carolina after the commitment. He is a kid that I think should have more offers than he has. Uh, he plays at Boys Latin, so you're not playing, you know, the best competition. We'll put it that way. But it's also a school that, you know, it, it's a very prestigious academic school, so a lot of colleges kind of shy away from recruiting there because, there's, you know, kids are always placing such a premium on ap- academics. But, you know, he, he's got good size. He, he's got to get thicker in the upper body. But that's just kind of some maturity. But he runs well, changes direction. And you can tell he studies a lot of film, and he's very instinctual when he plays. And he runs a lot. You know, I'm not a big 40-time guy. I'm I'm more of a what my eyes see kind of guy and he plays really fast and he's willing to come downhill and be physical. So to me, it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get in the weight room and put some, you know, add some strength, add some size. But I I think North Carolina got one that a lot of other people slept on with this one because he's, he's a bright kid, great character, all those things. And I think people underestimate how good he is as a player. Mr. Doan. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're actually 
Oh we're gosh. actually filming on Sunday, so I got to say happy Mother's Day to Brian. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that for all I do for my kids. I'm sure it's, my wife good. feels the same. <laughs> With Biggers, it kind of seemed like things started kind of trend North Carolina's direction almost immediately. Now, you've had conversations with his coach and with, with uh, Giovanni himself. From, your, from what you gathered, what do you think it was that led him to Chapel Hill? Especially considering he was, I guess, the second place team was Rutgers, a school that, that you're quite familiar with. Yeah, I, I live probably about 15 minutes from Rutgers. So, you know, I get to see kids at camps there and everything a lot. Um, you know, it was, and, and I give them a lot of credit for this because sometimes fans don't want to hear this. Um, they want to think it's their coach that did all the work that landed them. And look, if you're not comfortable with the coaching staff, you're not going to a school. But it was where, if I get hurt and my career ends, where am I happy? And it was North Carolina. He loves the campus. He loves the academics. He likes, you know, the whole vibe of the school is something that he feels really good about. And that's what put North Carolina over the top. And it was the late April visit that did it. You're right, Don. I thought for a while, you know, that Rutgers was going to be the school. I know Boston College was involved too. But after he made that visit in late April, I started hearing North Carolina, North Carolina. And if you remember, a few days before he committed, Don, I called you up. I said, hey, I wanted to get your thoughts. I said, hey, what do you think of Biggers and, and you know, North Carolina? And you said, yeah, you know, you're doing well. I said, yeah. And, and I wound up crystal balling him to North Carolina. And then the next day he said, hey, I'm going to make my announcement. So I wasn't expecting it to be that quick. Um, I could have got some more points in the crystal ball if he would have held off. But that said, I think you're right. It went quick, but he also knew what he wanted. You know, it's one of those things where it's, okay, I know I want to be there. I know I like everything about the place, so why am I going to wait? What's the point in waiting if that's where you want to be? And I think that's exactly what happened with him. Let me ask you this about Giovanni, Brian. His size, he's listed you know, 6'1", around 180. Obviously, like you said, he's going to need to, to bulk up for, for college. But at that 6'1 spot, and Don's written a, and talked about how he really helps out in, in run support. Do you think that he's going to stay at safety, or is he one of these kids that maybe could grow into a linebacker? Yeah, I always look at things like that, and, and the size is legit because he just got measured up at Nike um, in early April. So those those heights and weights are, are legit. Yeah, I always look at stuff like that, and it makes sense, especially when you look at the college game and everything's trending toward speed closer to the line of scrimmage. You know, the, the linebackers from 20 – years ago are now turning into defensive ends. The defensive ends are turning into D-tackles. The safeties are turning into linebackers. You get the idea. And, you know, when you're looking at a kid like Biggers, that's a huge body transformation that he would have to undergo, put on 35 pounds, 30, 35 pounds. So you're going to be a 6'1", 215 safety. I mean, um, linebacker. And I'm not saying it can't be done. It, it could. And if, if that's where it leads, that's great. But when you're adding that much weight to, to his frame, I don't know how much his frame can support. I don't know if it can support 35 pounds to do it. Then you're talking about does he continue to have his flexibility, his burst, and his ability to run. And that's something that the North Carolina coaches will have to monitor and they'll check. And as he adds weight, they'll see how easily he adds it, how it fits onto his frame, and whether he can still run you know, bigger. And, and I think that's something to get – gets hammered out later on, but it's always something you want. I mean, you do not want to recruit kids that can only play one position. 
Um, it, it really limits your roster and it limits decisions that you can make two and three years down the line. I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. There's another guy that's located within your territory, actually located really close to you, that North Carolina is seems to be, I guess, trending with. Josh Henderson, a, a running back from the Hunt School in Princeton, New Jersey. What can you kind of tell us about his recruiting situation as it pertains to UNC? Yeah, right now UNC is a favorite. The same day I put in a crystal ball pick for Giovanni, I put one in for Josh. Josh plays about 25 minutes from where I live. You know, running back, about six foot. Um, he, he got bigger in the offseason, wide shoulders. There's room for him to add weight. It's interesting. I, he's got good vision. Change of direction is pretty good inside of the tackles. Uh, I went to see him play twice. He did not have any of those oh-my-goodness runs. And he played Friendship Collegiate from D.C. when I saw him, and he played Blair Academy. Uh, you know, I saw him a few weeks after that. And I didn't see any of the oh-my-goodness runs, but I, I saw enough to say, okay, he's more of a – I don't view him as a home-run type kind of guy, but I view him as a guy who can get some yards between the tackles. I don't know how much he'll stretch the field to the outside. Um, that, that remains to be seen. But I, he loves North Carolina, loves the academics. He's from you – know, they live in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, he goes to high school right down the street from Princeton University academics are huge to him and, and he just really feels good about North Carolina. As I wrote, I think uh, hopefully people checked it out on inside Carolina when I did my midweek meanderings, you know, it's close with him. Everybody I talked to thinks it's going to wind up being North Carolina. There's some people in his inner circle that want him to take a visit to Minnesota and maybe go visit another school or two, but he's not eager to go make more visits. Um, I, I think the longer it goes, it means somebody got to him and, and convinced him to make other visits. But until I hear otherwise, I expect him to go to North Carolina. All right. So we talked about Henderson a little bit there, Brian. And, and you know, I did read what you wrote about him for IC. And like you said, I hope our listeners did as well. What's another name that you think Carolina fans maybe don't really know right now, but they should kind of be, be keeping an eye on? You know, I'm going to go with uh, a 2020 tight end out of Red Bank Catholic, Kevin Bauman. He's same school for the, the people who've been following Carolina for a few years. Same school as Jack Tab, who went down there a few years back. And he is a hand-in-the-ground tight end. He can also split out wide. I, I know North Carolina has been checking with the high school coach there. Again, he's a 2020, so there's some time with him. Um I just think pay attention to him because everything I know about him in this school tells me that Carolina will be involved with that one as long as Carolina wants to be involved with it. Hey, Brian, there are a couple of other guys, or actually more than a couple, there's probably a handful of other guys within your region that North Carolina is not as strong of a favorite as they are with Josh Henderson, but they're definitely a player for, such as uh, Jake Hornibrook, uh, Aaron Young, um, Awesome Richards. Um, I I know I'm forgetting a couple more. Yeah, yeah, what, uh, you know, was, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at, we'll, we'll start with Honeybrook. Honeybrook's recruitment has changed. Um, his brother Alex plays at Wisconsin. And in the last few weeks, Honeybrook got offers from Clemson and then Wisconsin came in with one. And I know there's a lot of talk of him playing with his brother at Wisconsin. 
think North Carolina was really involved in that one. I think it changes a little bit with Clemson and Wisconsin. Um, you know, he was he was also you know, Duke, UNC, Virginia, which I'm sure the listeners here, when you talk about Carolina recruiting, they hear those three schools mentioned a lot in the same sentence. Uh, I think that's going to be tough. I think, uh, you know, when you're looking at, at, at Richards, the kid from Pennsylvania, offensive lineman, yeah, a, a lot of good things with him. I, I think Maryland's involved with him, but I, I like North Carolina. Um, if they continue to push, I think North Carolina will have a, an excellent chance to get him. Aaron Young, he's a running back out of Coatesville. Um, and you're talking about, you know, with Hornybrook Young and, and, and Amir, you're talking about kids that are all within probably an hour of each other. With Aaron Young, his brother signed with Rutgers. He loves Rutgers. Running back, I don't. Um, I know Stanford is heavily involved with him as well, and there there is a possibility he goes out to Stanford. But I think right now, if I'm handicapping a guy like Young, I'm looking more Rutgers Stanford than I am North Carolina. But again, with that, and then also Patrick Garwo, who Conwell Egan, just yeah, yeah, and he's just north of Philly. So you knew you could drive from Garwo School to young school in about an hour and a half. Um, and they're all in that area. And Garwo and Young. It's a beautiful drive also. Oh, I mean, I look, it's the best part about it to me is the Don Callahan Parkway that you drive on. <laughs> so that's good. But, you know, with Garwo and Young, they're very similar running backs. And then you put Henderson in. I don't see North Carolina taking three running backs. And then it's, you know, like I said, Garwo and Young are, are very similar running backs. And Garwo is looking also, you know, Rutgers. I don't really think Virginia Tech's involved. West Virginia, Wisconsin, Boston College. I think right now the schools I'm really focused on with him are Boston College and North Carolina. So, yeah, they're, they're heavily involved. Um, Don, you and I speak about this a lot. North Carolina recruits, they put a lot of effort into recruiting Washington, D.C. and North up through New Jersey. And they've landed some kids there. And one thing I can tell you is every kid loves visiting North Carolina. I mean, when they get a North Carolina offer, they all know about the school because of the, you know, the Jordan brand and all that other stuff, but they all love visiting there. And so a lot of times it's, is North Carolina going to push or are they going to take somebody closer to campus to get them? So, yeah, I mean, they remain heavily involved and, Hopefully, you know, for them, they're they're see some dividends on this one and, and get a couple kids for the efforts they put in. So we know that there's a recruiting event happening up there in Maryland. I think it's this coming up weekend, Brian, with the Under Armour camp. Are you going to be there? And if so, what targets that you know Carolina is after do you anticipate also being there? Well, I'll be there. It'll be Sunday. It's in Baltimore. And we usually get that list Wednesday or Thursday. And I usually hold off on who's going to be there and who's not because these kids change their mind a lot leading up to it. Um, you know, you look at a kid like I expect Garwo to be there, to be honest. Um, Josh Henderson did not do the Nike event, and they're not big into doing things like that. Hornybrook I saw at Nike. I expect Hornybrook to be there. So we'll see. Now, the Under Armour events are usually a little tighter in terms of how many people they invite. And the Under Armour, you know, in – like you take last year, for example, they did one in New Jersey and one in D.C. Nike, they did one in D.C., one in New Jersey for the last few years. Well, this year it was Charlotte and New Jersey. And for Under Armour, it's Baltimore. There's nothing in New Jersey. 
So you're you're bringing kids from a wider area down to it. So we'll we'll see who accepted, who got the invites, and everything on things like that. Um, but I, as Don knows, and as you know, the inside Carolina folks know. As soon as I get that list, they get it so they can do their preview stuff, and we'll do our preview stuff. So everybody will know you check inside Carolina late in the week next week. You'll know what Carolina targets will be there. Well, Brian, good news for you is that there's a very high likelihood that I will also be in Baltimore, so you'll be able to um, hang out with me. I figured the only way they were holding that event was if you were coming to it. Nice. Brian, I had one last topic that I wanted to talk with you about before we, we let you go here. You mentioned that a lot of the kids from that D.C. area, and I guess kind of, you know, you can expand that north and south, you know, probably a, a few hundred miles, I guess, that they like, that they love visiting UNC's campus, and they really like that that visit in general. When you're looking at UNC and its uh, recent recruiting classes, you know, under Layer Fedora, UNC's been in the upper 20s, historically, that's about where the Tar Heels tend to recruit. Do you think that, you know, Carolina is just going to be kind of that perennial, you know, anywhere from maybe 20 to 30 type of program? Or do you kind of fall into that camp that thinks, hey, UNC really could break into that top 20 for recruiting classes, possibly on a yearly basis? I subscribe into the top 20 on a yearly basis because I know what the UNC campus is. I know what the degree means. The weather is outstanding for kids when you're talking about to the north. They have resources. They have a national brand. And it's just a matter of getting it rolling and and building on the success of it. And, you know, like anywhere else, it starts with keeping the Carolina kids home, right? I mean, you don't want to go to New Jersey for the same kid you can get in Carolina is the way I always look at it. Um, so you, you, you keep those kids home. But, yeah, I mean, in talking to kids and in talking to coaches, it, my expectation is that eventually it will be a top 20 class most years. Gotcha. Well, I mean, that's something that Carolina fans, I'm sure, will look forward to. And with the new kind of ace recruiters that UNC has on staff, Maybe we can really see that start to happen. But, um, Brian, we'll go ahead and let you go, man. Thank you for talking with us on this Sunday, though. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.